Kaiser is off the chain. Everything is in one place for you. Your x-ray will be done there. The doctor will see you there. The labs are there for you. And then the nurses that work with you at Kaiser, they make you feel so at home. They're there to meet your needs. I would not be alive today if I had not had Kaiser Permanente. I feel really, really great knowing there's a place that I can go to make sure that I can maintain good health on a regular basis. Every medical case is unique. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan, the Middle States, 2101, East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Know the genius in you, where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents, as shown in their name, to look at the ordinary in extraordinary ways. Now, every week I remind you that Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyatt, creator of Namology Science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. And in each show, you hear how other people have discovered their own genius and what they were able to accomplish because of it. And at the end of the show, you always get to hear clues that show up in their name that you may have in your name as well. So how does someone express their talents so that everyone benefits? Our expert tonight is Rachel Augusta, who has developed her genius in the area of understanding animals. Now, Rachel Augusta is a holistic animal practitioner, and she's been interviewed by the International Animal Protection Organization in defense of animals. And because of her activism, Rachel was interviewed by the New York Times, CNN, BBC, and was on the cover of People magazine. Now, Rachel works with animals all over the world who are sick, injured, have a terminal illness, or suffer from age-related issues or trauma due to previous abuse. Now, she is a certified advanced proficiency healing touch for animals practitioner, which is the highest certification in this field. She has her own practice, works in hospitals, vet clinics, and rehab facilities, and shelters. Now, Rachel's business was featured in best-selling Hay House published book, Women Rocking Business. And she's been interviewed by the International Animal Protection Organization, again, of Defense of Animals. So welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in, in You radio show, Rachel. Glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here, Sharon. How are you? 
we are all doing fine on this end. Now, Rachel, you have the most fascinating job of just about anybody. So how did you get started in becoming the pet communicator? Yeah, so it's um, what really happened is that my own soul companion, a cat of mine, Holly, got really, really sick. And uh, the veterinarian who was working with her at the time basically just said, you know, Holly's sick and she's old. She's had a good life. And that was all she really gave me to work with. And at the time, even though my cat was a senior at that time, she was 17 years old. That wasn't a good answer for me because um, I needed something. And, and so I knew that if, any, if anybody was going to help Holly, it was going to have to be me. And so I immediately started studying animals' bodies and brains, jumped into schooling to learn how to build up their immune systems to get the body to, and the brain to start working with one another instead of against each other. And Holly was given a couple of weeks to live, but she ended up living an additional three years because of the work that I was doing with her. And because I know so many people with animals, um, I'm an animal rights activist and I, I have friends who rescue. All of a sudden, everybody started bringing me their animals. Here's my dog. Here's my cat. Here's my bunny. Here's my horse. Here's my sugar glider. Here's my hedgehog. And have you got many turtles? Uh, yeah, uh, I've, I have, I had one turtle. Actually, no, I've had two turtles. And, um, and a couple of lizards. And so I, all of a sudden, you know, people are like, can you help me? And at the time this was, it was never my plan. It was never my plan for this to be my job. It, it's my job now because it came so easily to me and it occurred to me that this was needed and this was my genius. <laughs> it is your genius. And I've been lucky enough to see you in action. Were you always able to communicate with animals or did this develop over time? Well, what I do really is I don't really consider myself a communicator as much as I do a health practitioner. Um, I communicate with the body to feel what, you know, physically hurts in their body or where, where something feels off. So, you know, people will come to me and say something like my, there's something wrong with my dog and I'll be able to feel in my head, maybe an ear infection in their ear, or I'll be able to pinpoint, you know, if there's a tumor, I can feel in my own head where that tumor might be sitting in their head, but I don't go into deep communication, uh, as some animal communicators do where they're, you know, having full conversations and talking to animals who've crossed over. Mine is really focused on medical, um, figuring out maybe, especially with animals, let's say you might know that the animal has cancer, but to figure out where in the body would be so costly that they, they know maybe it's lung cancer, but they're not really sure which lung, you know, it, going into doing those tests might be really extensive and hard on the animal. So, um, but to answer your question, no, I didn't know that I, I, I wasn't one of those, you know, indigo children that was walking around as a seven year old, you know, touching people and healing them and talking to animals. My uh, gifts, I woke up to my genius in a place of desperation. And it was when Holly got sick. And it was in those moments that I realized when I started tapping into it, it was for her. And so, and that's when it really came to me was through her illness. So I do believe that Holly actually is my teacher, my cat who passed on. She was my teacher and she taught me a lot. Um, so that I could try and save her and keep her as with me as long as possible. And perhaps you had a prior arrangement with her. Who knows? Exactly. Right? Yep. <laughs> now, that's, yeah, that's all been discussed. Yep. I think that's exactly <laughs> what happened. So I'm curious, do you have to be physically present with the animal or can somebody call you long distance and say, hey, I, I need you to check in on this animal? Yeah, most of my work is actually d done at a distance. Um, I have clients in Lithuania and Italy and France and Australia and all over the United States. And of course, I have clients here in Minnesota where I live, but I can check on the animal wherever they are in the world. That is so cool. So so I'm curious, since you're working with pets that I'm aware of, mm -hmm. like, like I went to go put out my recycled trash in the outdoor trash can today. Mm -hmm. And 
I startled two deer that were standing right by my trash can. Mm -hmm. And one looked at me and kind of ran. And when that one ran, then the other one said, oh, we must be running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, oh, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So would you, be, they're not pets, but my, no. but my yard is filled with deer and squirrels and hedgehogs and groundhogs and. You have hedgehogs? Yes, we have hedgehogs and fox. Wow. And hops and then a ton of different kinds of birds. So, well, I'm up here in the mountains in a cabin in the woods. So, um, so my question is, would you be able to tune into those deer? Yeah. I mean, when they went running, I was like, I'm not going to hurt you. And then I thought afterwards, maybe I shouldn't have used a negative to say, Hey, you're safe. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I actually, I teach this to my clients all the time. It's very common for us. And, and I teach this to shelters and rescues, it, you know, as humans, we always speak in negatives because we were trained to do this by our parents and they were trained by their parents. Um, but, you know, we always say, I'm not going to hurt you. But the best thing to say to animals that um, is I'm I'm safe. I'm here to keep you safe. This is a safe sanctuary for you. And um, and I know they feel that that's otherwise they wouldn't all live back there in your backyard. Yeah, yeah well. Part of it's because I don't have a fence. Um, yeah. <laughs> even still, even still, they're picking up on the good energy. But um, yeah, you know, how you speak to animals and, and I do some, you know, do communication, um, but I really like to focus on the health side of it because in my opinion, at the end of the day, if an animal is sick, what's really important is being able to help them feel better. And so a lot of times, you know, people will say, my animal's sick. I want to know exactly what's going on with them. Can you, can the animal tell me what's happening in their body? That can be a very difficult question for animals to answer because that, you know, they, they might hurt, but they might not know what's happening in their body in the same way that we wouldn't, you know, like my back hurts, but why does my back hurt? Is it, you know, sometimes it's muscles not even attached to your back that's causing your back to hurt. It could be your chest muscles. It could be, you know, or if they're really sick with something, they might not know what's causing the illness. They can just show you where it's at. And, um, you know, for example, I was working with a cat. The vets were convinced had neurological problems. And the cat just kept showing me pain points in the neck. It wasn't neurological at all. The, the cat's neck hurt really bad. But the cat wouldn't have been able to communicate with me. I don't, you know, it's not neurological, you know, or I'm, there's something neurological going on in my brain. Animals don't go into that sort of an explanation typically. And so a lot of times when people, they want to know if the animal has cancer, the animal might not know if they have cancer. So, but you're going to feel it in your body. You were saying. Yeah, I, yeah I'll be able to feel uh, pains and pressures. And, um, and sometimes I can, the animal will help me pinpoint it. So then, and this is where I can work. If the, if I'm working with an open-minded veterinarian, we can say there's a lot of pain above the animal's right eye. Can you check that area? And the vet, and then that helps the vet kind of go, go into that area area. They can sort of search, feel around and see if, or, you know, the, their ear is sore. And then the vet goes in and looks and goes, oh, yes, actually, they do have an ear infection. Yeah. See, that is just, oh, so fascinating. Um, I'm so glad that you're here with us, Rachel. We're going to learn so much about animals. We need to take our first break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on the X-Zone Broadcast Network and at knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we're going to find out if pets take on their owner's issues. So stay tuned.
It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and Exxon Broadcast Network. And there's also a link on knowthename.com. If you're going to knowthename.com, all you have to do is go to the schedule page and click on Thursday's show. And it's right there, big and bold, with a nice, easy link to find. Our guest tonight is Rachel Augusta, whose website is her name. Rachel is spelt the normal way. R-A-C-H-E-L, and Augusta is like the month of August with an A on the end. So rachelaugusta.com. And she is our health practitioner for pets. So Rachel, since you're worried about health a lot, or I shouldn't use the word worried really, but you're very concerned and very good at working with the animals and their health, does your work sometimes replace a veterinarian's work? Uh, No, this is why. I love having a diagnosis and, you know, a lot of times animals, when they come to me, the person already has a diagnosis and that's great. It's great if we know what's going on. And I always look at Western medicine as, you know, go and get a diagnosis if you can get one. And so it, what, what I do is really try and build up the animal's immune system. So even if let's say a dog has been diagnosed with cancer and the family is choosing to do chemo, that's great. We want to build up the animal's immune system, though, as well, even if they're on chemo. So this is where it works really well in conjunction with, or maybe the animal has kidney issues and they're on medication for their kidneys or medication for their liver. If we build up the immune system and make them have a really strong immune system, it makes the medication work more efficiently, effectively, and in many cases, it, they don't need to use as much medication as they would if the animal didn't have a strong immune system, which is really good because medicines, as we know, break down their organs. And the longer they're on their medication, the more it needs to be increased. And so while you could be treating something for their kidneys, it ends up harming the medications can end up harming the liver. And so always when your animals are are being treated by Western medicine, you want to make sure that they have a strong immune system doing things holistically and naturally as well. So give us one way or one start of a way uh, how you would build up an animal's immune system. Relaxation. The more relaxed your animals are, the healthier they're going to be. So it's, so we know, we've known for a long time that animals can smell our emotions on us. Animals smell fear, but the truth is, is that they smell all of our emotions and they smell joy. They smell happiness. They smell fear. They smell anxiety. 
But science has been able to prove this a few years ago, and now it's being talked about on all of these major news outlets, CBS, CNN, that not only do animals smell, smell our emotions, but they feel them with us. So why does this matter? Well, if I, let's say, for example, the human in the house, I'm constantly in a state of stress. I'm always anxious. I, I live in a state of anxiety. My body is always in fight or flight, which causes cortisol in my body. And a buildup of cortisol leads to tumors and tumors lead to cancer. And while this is happening in my body, my beloved animal companion loves me so much, it's stressing them out that I'm always stressed. So while my body is creating cortisol, their body is creating cortisol. And so it is very common that when I come into a house with an animal who has tumors and cancer or other diseases, they've been living with a human who has been living in a lot of emotional turmoil, whether it's anxiety or depression or something negative like that. And so the be one of the best things we can do for ourselves and for our animals is enjoy life and be happy and relaxed and, and do things that we love. And this is what I love about animals. They, that's what they, they always teach us that, right? Whenever we see animals, they're like, let's play. Dogs are like, let's play Frisbee. Let's go run. Cats are like, let's get the zoomies. Let's play with sparkle balls. And I think, you know, they're, they're wanting us to engage in these activities and on a very deep level, it's the symbiotic relationship we have with them where, you know, we keep them alive and, and they're teaching us to tap into joy and helping keep us alive too. So you were talking about their emotions or are the owner's emotions, right? Mm -hmm. So are they literally like absorbing the owner's emotions or are they just feeling it? I mean, does it become their own emotions also? Yeah. Yeah. Both. It becomes, so they, they can smell it. So humans have 10 million neuron receptors associated with smell. A cat has 80 million and a dog has 400 million. So if you are always anxious, they smell that anxiety on you in a way that a human wouldn't be able to. A human would know that you're anxious by how you're behaving and your animals will know based on how you're behaving, but they smell it. And those neuron receptors are, you know, are in your olfactory bulb, which is triggering your nervous system. So as they're smelling, constantly smelling this anxiety in you, it's, it's negatively triggering their nervous system and that it's creating anxiety in their body, which creates cortisol. And so you're both having a cortisol release at the same time. So if I'm understanding correctly, and if not, please correct me, Rachel. Yeah. Do animals take on their exact owner's illness or just the stress of that illness? Um, a lot of times they mirror the same illness as the human. And um, so they'll, so both the human and the animal, you know, the dog and the human will both have cancer or they'll both have tumors in the, in the leg. They'll both, a lot of times it is mirrored and, um, or, you know, sometimes it's just, the animal's really sick now. And, um, you know, I think about this uh, one story in particular, this family's daughter was riding a horse. She was thrown from the horse. She ended up becoming a paraplegic. She was very young and the stress of her losing her ability to walk and her families, her mom, her dad, her siblings, everybody was so devastated by this. Their dog died within a couple of weeks, a perfectly healthy dog. So the dog didn't mirror their illnesses. The dog just took on so much stress of the whole family. He couldn't take it. Ah, oh, that just yeah. is, is amazing. Yeah. So if you heal the pet, does that also assist the owner in healing? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. It's, we, you know, the thing is when, when we have an animal in our life that we are deeply bonded to and we love and they get really sick it's, you know, one of the worst things we can experience. In fact, I was on the phone with a woman today who had, you know, scary diagnosis with her cat and she was crying on the phone. You know, the vets were saying there's really nothing she could do except euthanize. And, you know, I was giving her some other possibilities of what things we could try before she goes down that road. And she said, you know, this is the first peace I have felt in my life and over a week, I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. And you think about that, 
you know, the sleepless nights we have worrying for somebody who's sick. And the right. sleepless nights we have, you know, wondering or feeling that hopelessness. And so when she said that, I, I really could relate to that. That's what got me into this work, really, was because I felt so hopeless when my cat Holly got sick, which is why I do what I do now, and which is why I have so much compassion for humans, uh, you know, and their animals when their animals are sick, because there's not a lot, you know, we're told really there's only one route you have to go to your vet. And if your vet can't help you, then you're out of luck. Okay. So I'm just curious because I know that if you do a cabbage juice cleanse, that that can heal tumors. Um, and that's by, um, I'll think of his name in a minute. He did medical medium, Anthony William. That's from his work. And so I'm just curious if we did a cabbage cleanse on the animal, I wonder if that would also cure the animal of the tumor. Yeah, that's, it's actually a good question. I don't know. Um, you know, dogs and cats, they have different stomachs and livers. I don't know if, you know, cats in particular, if that would have the same impact, I would be, um, I'm wondering, actually, I'm going to do a little research and see if anybody's tried that specifically with dogs. I could see people trying that more with dogs than they would with cats because cats are so um, particular and finicky. Yeah. Now I have friends that had had uh, bone issues and they were taking boron for their bones and started giving the same boron composite mm -hmm. to their animals and mm -hmm. their animals all of a sudden had a lot more energy and they were healing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And, you know, and, and honestly, we, it's like, we don't know a lot about the human body. And so we know even less about dogs and even way less about cats. And the reason why we don't know much about cats is because they're only partially domesticated because they haven't really been with us as long as dogs have. So veterinarians know more about dogs than they do about cats. And we really don't even know much about humans. And so a lot of times when somebody comes to me and says, my doctor or my vet said there's nothing that can be done, you know, my answer is like, well, there's nothing more they can do. But right. that doesn't mean that there's nothing more that can be done. There's nothing more they can do. And that's okay. You know, that their, their job, you know, their schooling didn't set them up to know every single thing on the planet. It's one path. And it's really great for vet. It's really great for a diagnosis or, or, you know, um, car accidents, or if you've been stabbed or have some sort of blunt wound, like you need to go to the doctor, then now is not the time to go get acupuncture or massage. Like you need to actually go to the ER. And that's where I, I really look at Western medicine as being great. But there's so many other avenues, you know, food and, and, and just holistic everything. So, yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And we need to take another break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Now, this show is dedicated to providing information about animals and the importance of keeping them healthy and well. And after the break, we'll find out some of the different ways that Rachel has helped her clients stay in tune with their fur babies. So stay tuned. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit iconquality.com. 
Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on XZBN.net, an X-Zone broadcast network station, and KnowTheName.com. It's on Know the Name's schedule page. Just go over to any Thursday, click on X-Zone Radio, and you get the direct link right there. Our guest tonight is Rachel Augusta, a holistic animal practitioner, a modern-day Dr. Doolittle, whose website is her name, Rachel Augusta, spelt all the normal ways, and then it's .com. Now, Rachel, normally I do this earlier in the show, but I was so curious about all those questions, I had to get them in first. This is the time when we read our guest's name. Are you ready? Yes, I would love that. (laughs) And also, I just have to say, I love that you say Rachel the normal way and Augusta like the month of August. I'm like, that's exactly what I tell people every time. So it was like you're reading my mind. Mine. (laughs) So your name says that you have a lot of self-confidence and that as you get older, that comes out more and more with more knowledge and more self-confidence. Your name also indicates that you've also learned from doing things the hard way and then going up. That was hard. Now we got to change it and do it a different way next time. Totally. It also says that you can't stand it. If somebody's not honest with you, that you don't want to have much to do with them if they're not honest. Um, An interesting thing in your name was that if work isn't fun, you don't want to do it. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And yep. you don't mind working really, really hard as long as it's fun work or by your definition of fun. It says that you've got flexibility, that once you know something is right for yourself, that you can become quite persistent or stubborn and know it's got to be this way and that you have a likability about you. The, the one challenge that really just jumps out at your name is that people can take from you what you don't want to give. It's like, it's like you're willing to give so much and then they want to break the boundaries and they want more, mm-hmm. you know? So, totally. it's, so it's, it's learning to have those wonderful boundaries. Anyway, um, from working with animals, Rachel, and healing them, can that be carried over to people so that you would know a way that can heal an owner of, let's say, cancer without drugs or chemo if you know that the animal also has cancer? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But I actually do work with humans. I just don't advertise it as much because humans are much more difficult to heal um, because animals are not invested in being sick. And so sometimes we see those miracles happen with animals where we do a couple of sessions and then they go into remission um, where it can be a little bit more difficult with the human uh, because humans, we tend to hold on to things that maybe happened to us in our childhood and that we just haven't dealt with emotionally and it has started to manifest in our body but it definitely is possible and in fact healing touch i'm i'm certified in healing touch for animals i'm also a healing touch for humans practitioner and it's used in hospitals with humans that, that is so fascinating because i just look at humans it's just a different kind of animal but we're all in an animal body of yeah one exactly yep we're just a different kind of animal you just do things a little bit differently um energetically, when you're working with animals, you want to work more quickly. And with humans, you want to do things more slowly because it can, um, it can feel grating on our energy body as humans. If, if we're moving really quickly, whereas animals, you, it's the opposite is true. Isn't that fascinating? Now, do animals react to their owner's personalities? I mean, does the animal come in with its own personality and then it adapts to the owner's or does it stay with its own personality and it just absorbs with the owner, you know, stress and stuff? 
I think both. I think it really depends on, you know, the bond between the two. Uh, there are some animals that just don't bond with the human that they live with or the human doesn't bond with the animal. Um, but a lot of times, yes, we see I, I see both happen. I see the animal will start to adapt personality traits that the human has. And I'll see the human start to adapt personality traits that the animal <laughs> has. If they're really bonded, I'm one of those people. I'm, I'm acting more and more like my cat these days. Um, but they do take on, I, I, I know when my own stress levels rise, uh, it's, I can see the stress in my cat and I know that she starts getting stressed because she, I will see her start running through the house pretty in, in a pretty crazy way. And that's my indication that I'm, I need to calm down. And so when you start picking up on, on some of these things, a lot of times when I go into houses and people say our dogs have major behavioral issues, really the human has behavioral issues. There's something going on with the human. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, my dog, my dogs are crazy and barking all the time. It's like, well, you and your husband are fighting all the time. Isn't that fascinating? Now I know that I can describe using the animal's name, what that animal is like, mm -hmm. and then comparing the animal's name to the, to the person's name to see where the issues are going to be. I oh. mean, I do it the same way with pets as I, I do it with it. other people. I love it. So I always think if you're naming an animal, you need to make sure you're naming it something that's compatible with your own name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that. And it's interesting, the names that people will sometimes choose for their animals. I think, where did you get that? Or, you know, a lot of times animals, and you and I had discussed this before, people will choose a, a really horrible name for their animal, you know, something awful, derogatory, and the animal has behavioral issues. And I'm like, well, of course your animal has behavioral issues. You gave them a, a very derogatory name. Well, I have seen way too many animals be given cuss words as names. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think, what the, what are you doing? Right. You know? Yeah, and, exactly. And we don't want to hear you calling your dog and we all think you're cussing, especially out in public. That's so not cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I don't know why I'm thinking about it, but just now it's like my dad's favorite name for golden retriever dogs. You know, his dogs were like Rex. He loved calling male dogs Rex. And, you know, and a lot of people choose that name for, for, you know, golden retrievers and other dogs, which is like America's, you know, sweetheart dog, you know, all American <laughs> dog. What you think about Oh, that's interesting. I have never met a pet named Rex. <laughs> Rex. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Now, yeah. if someone wanted to learn to listen to their animal and to understand them in some way close to what you're doing or a better way, what would they need to do? Uh, you know, a lot of, well, so animal communication really boils down to trusting yourself and animals are highly telepathic. Every time we think or talk, we create images in our brain and our animals are reading those images. And so it, it, it's a lot easier to communicate to your animal what you're thinking or wanting from them if you're aware of what you're thinking. Now, interpreting what they're saying takes a lot of trust. Humans have a hard time trusting themselves, but it's it's cluing into that into those intuitive bumps. So when I'm working with an animal and all of a sudden my ear hurts, you know, I, I might think, oh, oh, my ear hurts. What's going on with my ear? Instead of saying, wait, is this my pain or is this the animal's ear that I'm feeling? And so that's, that's one way is if you're feeling something in your body while you're trying to communicate with your animal, it might be your animal trying to communicate with you. That's called clairsentience and clairsentience is feeling in the body. And so sometimes when I taught people like how to do this communication, they'll feel uh, the emotions of the animal. They might feel like deep love. All of a sudden they're feeling deep love in their body and that's the animal showing that they love them. But it's easy to write that off. You know, it's easy for us to say, well, I just, I just think that, you know, that's just me. That's just my, those are my thoughts instead of saying, thinking, no, actually I do believe this is what the animal is telling me. So you've been referred to others, Rachel, as the modern day Dr. Doolittle. How does that feel? to be compared with Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle, he walks with the animals, talks with the animals. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, um, 
it's good. I, I think it's because it's it's what I do, you know, health wise. I always think of modern Doctor Doolittle. He always had a stethoscope, and he would go and listen and talk to the animals, and then try and figure out what's going on with them. And I think it's just a really quick, easy way to to understand what it is that I do because a lot of people don't actually do what I do. Um, there's just not a lot of people out there. So it's trying to understand and make sense of it. Since there's not a lot of people that do what you do, do you give classes on how to do what you do? I, I, I do teach classes, but not specifically in healing touch for animals. It's its own school. And, um, and they would sue me, but, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to sue. Um, and, you know, and people go through their courses, but mostly people go through their courses like I did. I wanted to learn for my own cat, Holly. I actually wasn't turn- planning on turning this into a career. And so a lot of people go through their school to learn how to take of the care of their own animals. And they don't actually, it doesn't actually become their career, maybe because it's not their genius. They, they want to learn something, but it's, you know, doesn't fall into their lap because I never pursued this. So it just sort of was thrown at me. Um, but I do teach courses. I have a membership site where I, every month, um, for women and their fur babies, we get on, I teach them things. I teach them how to work with their animals. I do a group healing with their animals. Um, I have longer courses, six month courses that tell people, show people like how to feel around on their animals. Cause that's one of the biggest things people come to me is like, how will I know if my animal's sick? Cause you know, they've evolved to show us, they've evolved to hide illness from us. So a lot of times we don't know that they're sick until they're so sick it's hard to do anything. So I do have longer courses that teach people how to feel around on their animals so that they know their bodies really well. So that when sickness does show up in the first stages, you're on it, you're aware of it because you've been feeling around on their lymph nodes weekly, you know what they feel like. That's almost like when you do um, breast checkups. Yeah. You know, if you learn how to do that for yourself, then you know if something's wrong. It's 100% exactly right because, you know, we know our bodies better than anybody else. And so right. if you know your animals' bodies, and that's, you know, that's another well, thing I would encourage everybody feel around on them weekly, feel okay. under their chin, all of that. We need to take our last break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we're going to find out what Rachel Augusta has in her name that has assisted her that you just might have in your name as well. Stay tuned. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net.
You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and Zone Broadcast Network and on the schedule page of knowthename.com. Our guest tonight is Rachel Augusta, who's developed her talents in the area of understanding animals and being a health practitioner. You can reach Rachel via her website, which is her name, rachelaugusta.com. Again, Rachel is spelt the normal way, and Augusta is like the month of August with an A on the end. And then it is a .com. Okay, so we were talking earlier, Rachel, that you can hear a pet over the phone or at a distance, or you can feel them. And so I just want to reiterate that if somebody doesn't live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, they can still work with you. Correct. Yep. I have clients all over the world. Okay, so I'm curious if you would walk us through a visit of what you would do the first time you're meeting somebody's pet. What does that look like? What What do you do first? Um, are you talking about after the consultation? What I typically do is find out if there has been a diagnosis, if we know if the animal, um, wh what the animal is sick with, and if the vet was able to confirm that or not. If there's no diagnosis, uh, we like to I like to brainstorm and figure out what's going on in the house. A lot of times there's really toxic chemicals in the house that people are just unaware of. Uh, scented candles, Glade plugins. Uh, and the reason why I do this is because I have animals that come to me like, let's say a four-year-old Chihuahua that has final stages of heart disease. Well, a four-year-old Chihuahua shouldn't have heart disease. That's not normal. And it doesn't make sense. And so we go in and we figure out what's going on in the house. Is there something that the animals really is really toxic that's impacting their health? Then what I do is I, I test the animal's energy body. And what I'm doing is testing the foundation of their body to see if there's anything going on. Uh, the foundation of the energy body tells me a lot of times if there's been an injury uh, early on in their, in their life that maybe something now is coming out later the foundation when i when i'm checking that i'm looking to at really how depleted this animal is and what it does is when i'm feeling around i can feel if things are stagnant if things are split and sort of broken in their energy body and i can go in and see what needs to be looked at and what needs to be repaired if the animal has cancer we know that cancer is maybe in their lungs then I start working energetically in the lungs to raise the, the vibration of the body in that area. So cancer is a low vibration energy and the body sees it as an embryo that it needs to feed. And so that's part of the reason how it grows and spreads so quickly. So then we go into those areas and we basically power blast them with energy to break things up. And what happens is the sessions last about an hour long and, um, and then after the session, the animal typically, typically goes into a detox for about 24 to 48 hours where they sleep a lot. Their bowel movements are usually off. They might be runny or really smelly. And they will sleep through their detox and come out about 24 hours, 48 hours later looking very bright-eyed. Typically after a session, an animal will eat and go to the bathroom and then we start to see a, sh a shift in their health at about 48 hours, 72 hours. So that's when you have your animal wear a diaper. 
(laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. You know, I've had even some of my clients text me saying I've never smelled such smelly poop in my whole life. And it's, and it's good. They're detoxing what needs to come out of their system. So that's excellent. So what's the biggest takeaway that you can give to people who have pets and wish to keep them healthy? My biggest takeaway is get the stinky stuff out of your house. And when I say stinky, I mean your negative emotions, which smell bad to them, and the stinky chemicals, your Glade plugins, toxic cleaning products, scented candles, all of that is super, super toxic to animals. And if you remember when we were talking earlier, I said humans have 10 million neuron receptors associated with smell. Dogs have 400 million. So if it smells strong to you, it's, it's way stronger to them and they have more, more neuron receptors affecting their nervous system. So if you're going to feed your pet, is it best to give them table food scraps or buy the, the dog food or the cat food? Or how do you know what's best for your animal? Yeah, I'm so I'm not a nutritionist. I should put that out there. So, um, you know, this is all my opinion, uh, but it's, you know, I everybody's different. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, dogs are omnivores, which means that they can eat vegetables. You know, I, some of, they've done a lot of studies on this, giving animals, you know, a handful of lettuce a week can increase their lifespan by years, you know, a handful of green beans. And so I think what's most important is incorporating greens into, into your animal's diets. There's actually a a man who has the oldest living cats on the planet and his secret was giving the cats a little bit of wine and a little bit of coffee every day. And I don't say that people should be doing that. Well, I don't know about the coffee, but I think the wine is a great idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the exactly. caffeine and the coffee might make him a little hyper, but yeah. I, I like the idea of wine with the yeah. resveratrol. Yeah, but there's, you know, there's also studies that say even letting them fast a little bit, like not keeping food out for them all the time, feeding them at certain times of the day. You know, and this is true for humans as well. It's it, um, if an animal is eating all throughout the day, their body is constantly working to digest. And so, you know, a lot of uh, people who really focus on nutrition with the animals say, feeding them at certain times of the day and just not letting them graze is really important. And adding a little bit of greens to their diets is really important. So, you know, I think that's fascinating because, and I'll tell you why, because I've seen the other philosophy too, where if food is always available where the animals regulate themselves, cause they don't have to scarf when they get the food out cause they know it's always available. So they regulate it so they don't get overweight themselves. Yeah. You know, and there's so much changing. It's kind of like with humans as well. Is salt good for you? Is salt not good for you? Is this good for you? Is that not good for you? <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of ever changing and, and nutrition is such a big, huge world. I'd say as long as you're buying quality, I mean, really quality food, you know, you don't want the really cheap stuff. And, and even I'll, I'll just say there are some brands that, you know, your veterinarians sell like science diet. I would avoid that. But if you're going and, you know, people, it's the whole debate. Do you do raw? Do you not do raw? You know, do you, uh, there's so, there's so many rabbit holes with this. So, yeah, uh, you know, and food is a big deal, but my See, dad fed his animals, you know, when he was growing up table scraps and he was like, they were never sick. And so, <laughs> you know, well, I know that anytime I've had pets, I'm, I'm a vegan. So they have to be vegans <laughs> or they You're don't fit my family. Huh? Oh, so am I. Yeah. So I look at it that if I have a pet, they've got to be vegan also. You know, um, it, this, it starts a lot of fights with people, but the, some of the longest lived dogs actually are vegan and there's a lot of research to back it up. I mean, even great Danes who typically live seven or eight years live to be 13 or 14 years on a plant-based diet. And, you know, and you think too, and this is something uh, is it's hard, it's difficult to talk about with people, but there's so much toxins in in animal flesh now uh the fish they've tested all fish um has more plastic in it than than plastic bags have right and so if you're feeding that to your animals you're feeding them bpa you're feeding them uh really toxic chemicals in in fish chicken or beef you know you can't help 
if they're feeding this to humans and it's really bad for humans, you know, what's the quality that they're feeding to the animals? Right. And now, so, I've heard... I've heard that you cannot feed or should not feed chocolate to, to animals. Yeah, it's very toxic. Okay. Yeah, it, that Just, chocolate can kill them. And um, <laughs> yeah, and grapes are bad for dogs but uh, and cats as well, I think. But, um, but greens are great for animals, you know, like oh. beans and greens and, and are really great for dogs and they will live a long, healthy life on them. I know a lot of dogs that are thriving on plant-based diets. Now you have an audio track on your website that's meant for animals to hear. So I just want to hear a little bit about that, but very quickly, because we're running out of time, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. So this audio track on my website triggers the relaxation response in the body, which helps build up the immune system. And I wanted to give this to people for free so that they can get some of this going in their animals, building up their immune system if they don't work with me privately or directly. So it's there and anyone who wants it can have it. And it's really good for the animal. And I've heard a lot of humans say that it helped relax them too, which is good because we know that we mirror each other. So yeah, that's fabulous. Rachel, thank you so much for taking your time to join us today on Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Thank you, Sharon. This was so great. Be prepared, surprised, and pleased when you get to experience Rachel Augusta's work. Now, again, her website is her name. Rachel spelt the normal way, Augusta, like the month of August with an A afterwards, dot com. Now, Rachel's name excels at giving too much where she might must be watchful so others don't take advantage of her. This is found in the letter combination of R-A in her name. And if you have these letters together, R-A, anywhere in your name, they have to be in that order because A-R means something else. So if you have an R-A in your name, you too have the challenge of others wanting more from you than what you're willing to give. Do you know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is heard every weekday at various hours right here on XE. BN.net radio and X-Zone Broadcast Network and on the schedule page at knowthename.com. Now, if you wish to know how to read a person's name or more about your own name, visit the website knowthename.com and give yourself the gift of a session to find out what your name says about you and the seven things that you've come to learn while you're here on Earth. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth signing off. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, 
and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Get ready to watch more of what you love with Xfinity X1, like live sports and more with the Xfinity Sports Zone. Looking for more streaming apps? They're all in one place. Xfinity X1 is the ultimate entertainment experience. Click, call, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas.